Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Philadelphia Eagles ran and ran and ran all over the Green Bay Packers en route to their 10th win. The Cincinnati Bengals are on a roll even without their top playmaker. And the main reason the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are struggling is not Tom Brady. We'll tell you who it is. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We expected a running game, maybe. The odds maker certainly did not expect a 33 to 40 absolute firecracker of a Sunday night game between the Green Bay Packers and Philadelphia Eagles. Philly comes out on top. Aaron Rodgers goes out injured in this game. Jordan Love comes in and leads two scoring drive for the Packers to keep them in it late. Gino Camilleri from Locked On Eagles joins me now. And Gino, I think there's two ways of looking at this for Eagles fans, and, and it is hey, um, you had one of the best rushing performances in the Super Bowl era. That's one hand. The other hand is you gave up over 30 points to an offense that has been dead all season, 10 to Jordan Love, and you have the bad fumble that turns into uh, points for the Packers, multiple special teams issues. So what side stands out more to you in this one? I believe that the good always outweighs the bad in this sport because with the bad, you hope that you could correct these things Mm -hmm. and with the fumble aj brown no way does he have two fumbles in back-to-back games ever in his career he only had one in the first 53 games that's just some luck that yeah you have to hope you can fix that as well and when it comes down to allowing points i said before the game the only way that the packers are going to stay in this is if you give up the ball you put them in good field position which if you look at the drives that the packers scored on It comes down to the Eagles turning it over in their own offensive zone, going for it on fourth down early, and two returns, which with the Packers' special teams unit being just as bad as the Eagles, I thought it would be fair. They put that ball out past the 50 twice. The Eagles are set, or the Packers rather, are set up with good field position, which if you're looking at it that way, the defense did their job when it came to not allowing big, long, tenuous drives. They were able to get turnovers when it matters. They picked off Aaron Rodgers twice. They got through the injuries of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson being out. Avante Maddox, who was out as well. Josiah Scott is the one who has to come in for him. He ends up getting picked on a little bit. But the two guys on the outside and Slane Bradbury, you don't hear too much of them. The interior of the defensive line, when it comes to rushing the ball, we know that's an issue. The good thing is, hopefully Jordan Davis can come back and really right the ship when it comes to that. Because like... On the offensive side with Dallas Goddard, you didn't have an answer to him being out. They haven't had an answer to Jordan Davis being out. You've gotten through the reality, though, of being in some precarious positions. Last week against Indianapolis, for four quarters, you can't get things right. You're in a defensive shootout. All of a sudden, your offense gets it right. Jalen Hurts puts together a drive to go and win the football game. Tonight, against a back-to-back MVP who has always had the Eagles number, this guy just always puts up big performances against the birds does exactly that tonight and Jalen hurts on the back of him another MVP-esque performance when it comes to his legs throwing it when he needed to 
hitting Quez Watkins in that two-minute drill, finding A.J. Brown on Rasul Douglas. Last week, you mentioned the Colts game. They win this defensive slugfest. Now they win this shootout against Aaron Rodgers. How much do you think, you know, this this sort of stretch where they're, they're actually facing some adversity can shape them as they run toward the playoffs? Like, is there a case to be made that this is these kinds of mistakes and all this stuff can actually be good for them moving forward? It absolutely can. And if you look back at the 2017 Eagles team that won a Super Bowl, adversity was their middle name. They win a Super Bowl. That was their calling their card. Hall of Fame left tackle Jason Peters. Darren Sproles out. Carson Wentz goes down to an injury, but they found a way. And that's really what the Eagles win on. They find a way. And you talk about last week and how pivotal that drive was today before two minutes. When you go out there and Green Bay is going to get the ball, you don't score there. You have a chance that you might not get as many possessions as Green Bay gets in the second half and you don't win that game. And in a spot where last week against Indy, you weren't able to do that. The week before you weren't able to do that. They lost those middle eight minutes in back-to-back weeks. They finally did that today where in those middle eight minutes, they were able to go out there in that two-minute drill, score a touchdown. Green Bay comes out. They hold Green Bay there. They go out and once again put up points on offense. Situationally, this was the best that I've seen the Eagles offense today. And when they can do it while shooting themselves in the foot, putting themselves behind the sticks, but still getting big third downs, converting fourth downs when it matters, and punching it in in the red zone, that's a recipe that will take you far with this Philadelphia Eagles football team. Stay up to date all year on the Philadelphia Eagles and Green Bay Packers by subscribing to the Locked On Sports Today podcast, Locked On Eagles, and of course, Locked On Packers podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, no Jamar Chase, no problem. Joe Burrow and a stingy defense have the Cincinnati Bengals looking good, but first, we look at how the Jaguars stunned the Ravens in dramatic fashion on Sunday. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling. Tonight's Monday night matchup is, well, it would have been fun 12 years ago. Nevertheless, there are some good lines to check out, beginning with the point spread. Bet Online is the Colts favored by two and a half over the Steelers. I like the Colts. Neither team expected to score much. Bet Online has the Steelers point total at 18 and a half, with the Colts point total at just 20 and a half. And there is a touchdown prop for both teams. It seems to point again to a low-scoring affair. Bet Online has the over/under on total touchdowns by both teams at four and a half. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Jacksonville Jaguars earned one of the most dramatic wins in franchise history, certainly recent franchise history, by beating the Baltimore Ravens, thanks to some heroics from Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has arrived, and the Jaguars get a victory. I'm Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars. It was a day in Jacksonville, man, a back and forth game in a phone booth for about three quarters, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose in the fourth quarter, and they're going back and forth, Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson. But Trevor got the last laugh, completing a, completing a tightrope touchdown to Marvin Jones, and then Doug the aggressor goes for two, and Trevor throws and completes the two-point conversion to Zay Jones, who had himself a career day as well. On the day, Trevor was 29 out of 37 for 321 yards and three touchdowns. But most importantly, he grew up right in front of your eyes and let the league know that a star is born in Jacksonville. The Jaguars win 28-27 to go to 4-7 on the season. 
Can it get much worse for Russell Wilson? His Broncos mustered just 10 points against a lackluster Panther side, and he was caught on camera arguing with teammates on the sideline, so the question has to be. The Denver Broncos dropped to 3-8 and eight on the season after a disappointing loss on the road against the Carolina Panthers. The Broncos are looking for a spark, but could that spark turn into a wildfire, or will it keep Nathaniel Hackett warm a little bit going forward? I'm Cody York, host of Lockdown Broncos, and the Broncos, contrary to the expectations of the season, which were a mile high, they simply have not lived up to those expectations as Russell Wilson the Broncos offense have struggled. We ask ourselves the question, can the offense get any worse? Yes, they can, and they did in Sunday's loss against the Carolina Panthers. They can't do anything positive on first down. They can't move the ball on second down. They can't convert on third down, nor in the red zone. What is to make of this season with just various games remaining, not to mention a tough showdown this upcoming week against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? Plus, has the war of attrition set in on the Broncos' defense after they've carried the team through the first 12 weeks of the season? You get all that on Lockdown Broncos, the post-game report free and available everywhere you get your podcast and audio format or whether you watch on YouTube. Don't look now, but Justin Herbert and the Chargers are still hanging around the AFC playoff picture after a gutsy win against the Cardinals. Chargers head coach Brandon Staley made one of the gutsiest calls in his coaching career, and it may have saved the Chargers season. This is Danny Wade here from Locked On Chargers, coming to you after the Chargers' thrilling 25-24 win on the road against the Cardinals in a game that the Chargers absolutely stole. Brandon Staley deserves a ton of credit, making the big-time decision to keep the offense on the field and go for two with 15 seconds left instead of going for the tie in overtime. Justin Herbert finds Gerald Everett, and the Chargers find a way to escape of the win. Justin Herbert has been taking a lot of flack recently for his fourth-quarter play. After a couple of rough throws, he found a way to lead the Chargers to victory in this game. And shout-out to the Chargers' defense as well. After they had gotten gashed all day, found a way to get three consecutive three-and-outs against the Cardinals' offense to give the Chargers' offense a chance to go win the game but at this point the Chargers are a flawed team but they're right in the thick of it of the AFC for the full game breakdown make sure to check out the Locked On Chargers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day and over on the hardwood the Miami Heat saw the man named Bam carry them to a win Bam Adebayo's scoring surge continues as the Heat beat the Hawks 106 to 98 on Sunday night I'm Wes Goldberg of Locked On Heat after scoring 38 points against the Wizards on Friday, Bam Adebayo put up 32 against the Hawks on Sunday, leading the Heat to their third straight win. On a night without Jimmy Butler due to injury and with Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry struggling to make shots, Bam did most of his damage in the paint, ripping through Atlanta's defense for dunks, hook shots, and tip-ins. This is the version of Bam that Heat fans have been waiting on. The only question is whether it is sustainable or not. And that's the question that we explore on the latest episode of Locked on Heat. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Here is another story you need to know. Let's not forget about the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, the team that won the AFC, the team that beat Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship game that represented the conference in the Super Bowl. They are now 7-4 and four after a 20-16 to 16 road win against the Tennessee Titans, who had extra rest coming off the Thursday night game last week in an impressive victory over the Green Bay Packers. Joining me now from Locked On Bengals, Jake Lisko. And, and Jake, let's, let's talk about how the Bengals did this without arguably their best offensive player named not named Joe Burrow, maybe not even inarguable. How did they do that? They got a really good performance in the fourth quarter from T Higgins. T Higgins was good throughout the game, but especially in the fourth quarter, he, he just 
turned it up a notch. He's much, much, much bigger than rookie cornerback Roger McCreary. I, I mean, not quite a foot, but you're talking about one of the tallest players on the field and one of the shortest players on the field, one of the longest armed players on the field, one of the shortest armed players uh, in last year's draft. Uh, any NFL cornerback in Roger McCreary and that length and that height was pivotal in T. Higgins' touchdown catch late in the game. And then against Christian Fulton, uh, another jump ball essentially for T. Higgins, a fantastic catch, fantastically thrown ball from Joe Burrow. So in terms of replacing Jamar Chase, it was a lot of T. Higgins doing some massive work, but don't overlook the defense for this team. How did this team end down the stretch last year? Well, yeah, they've got Jamar Chase. They've got Joe Burrow. They've got T. Higgins. They were making plays in 2021, and Jamar Chase hopefully is on track to return against Kansas City for that rematch next week. But on the defensive side of the ball, the Bengals just have the Titans number. They did give up a couple of explosive plays today, one of them in the screen game where they don't manage to fall on a fumble. Nice hustle play from Cam Taylor Britt there. Don't want to shout that out real quick. Uh, they give up another pass over the top on a play-action play. But Derrick Henry goes, I think, 19 carries for 38 yards, something like that, two yards per carry. And DJ Reader's defenses, all going back all the way to his time at the Houston Texans, when DJ Reader's out there tend to have their way with Derrick Henry today, no exception to that rule. And so you credit the defense to doing a job today, holding the Titans to 0 for 3 in the red zone, where they have been very, very good this year. Yeah, 17 carries, 38 yards for Derrick Henry, 2.2 yards per carry. As you mentioned, that fumble on a crazy play that I'm sure a lot of fantasy owners are annoyed about. I don't just say yeah. that because I happen to be a Derrick Henry <laughs> fantasy owner. Uh, in the AFC, though, the Bills have had their stumbles. We've seen a team like the Ravens, who lost to the Jaguars on Sunday. So why, why aren't the Bengals right there in that top group of teams? that we should be talking about as the best of the best in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, they haven't played the Chiefs or the Bills yet. They do in the next six weeks. They play the Ravens again. They lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Steelers in week one. And I guess teams like that, the, the week one loss in particular, are, are games where you kind of look down on a team for losing to a pretty bad Pittsburgh team. And I think a lot of people were also just calling for regression with the Bengals, right? A lot of people talked about, luck last year and oh the Bengals will be better but their record might not be better and that could still be true they play the hardest stretch games uh the hardest schedule down the stretch here with six games against very good teams most of them against AFC playoff opponents or, or likely AFC playoff opponents but so far this year the Bengals are three and one against teams currently in the AFC playoff picture they're one and two against AFC teams who are not currently in the playoff picture so go figure there but down the stretch what did the Bengals do last year is they got hot. They beat AFC playoff teams. They beat AFC playoff teams in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. And if they want to do it again, that's their path. They need to do the same thing. They need time to be a flat circle. And so far this year, it has been the case for this Bengals team. Yeah, they finished the season with Kansas City, Cleveland with presumably Deshaun Watson back. They got to go to Tampa Bay, to New England. They play the Bills and the Ravens. That is a brutal sketch stretch down the stretch run for the Bengals. Jake, appreciate your time. Thanks, Peter. Stay up to date all year on the Cincinnati Bengals by subscribing to Locked On Sports today in the Locked On Bengals podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the key reason why the Buccaneers don't look like the team we expected is not Tom Brady. This was the moment for the 5-5 five and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers to find their groove against struggling team with their backup quarterback and the star quarterback that they traded for 
under inauspicious circumstances, set to return imminently. This was the moment for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to take the season by the horns. They scored 17 points and in overtime lost to the Cleveland Browns 23-17. to Joining me now from Cleveland, James Yarko from Locked On Buccaneers. And, and James, this is a Buccaneers team that just can't quite find it. What, it. what is holding them back from being the team we thought they would be coming into the year? Honestly, I, I've put this off for as long as possible. It's coaching. Uh, this is not, this is not the Bruce Arians offense that we saw Byron Leftwich calling over the course of the last couple of years. This isn't the kind of offense that we're used to the struggles on third down, the struggles in the red zone, some of the most atrocious clock management I have seen in years for the Buccaneers at the end of that game where the Bucs had a chance to win it in regulation. Thanks to Tom Brady being Tom Brady and Julio Jones being Julio Jones but they let so much time fly off the clock that there was nothing they could do at that point. And, and Todd Bowles wants to justify it and saying, you know, Oh, well it was already overtime at that point. Anyway, no, it wasn't. You, you let 15 seconds run off the clock that could have been used for at least two more plays. Instead, you go to overtime with timeouts in your back pocket and you see where that got you. I, I don't know the disconnect between Brady and Evans in this game. He had Evans open numerous times, couldn't connect with him. No problem connecting with Chris Godwin. No problem connecting with Julio. No problem with Rashad White. But for whatever reason, couldn't connect with with Mike Evans. And the the frustration starting to boil over at this point. Yeah, and and for them, the good news for them is they're still at the top of this pathetic division, and so they right? still have a good chance to be a playoff team. Do they do they actually have a chance? in the playoffs, like being a playoff team is one thing, but can they get this ship righted when you have look a lot of guys that are still really good football players. They just haven't, they have been less than the sum of their parts this season. What do they need to get there? Can they get there? I think honestly, yeah, it's not always the best team that wins the super bowl, right? It's the team that gets hottest at the right time. So all they need is the opportunity to get hot and, and get into the tournament and take advantage like they did two years ago when they they weren't the best team in the NFC. They weren't the best team in the NFL, but they were the hottest team. The Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC last year, they were not the best team. They were the hottest team. Great point. So you you take a look at, at the parts that they have, and, and this was a game where Antoine Winfield Jr. left. Mike Edwards left. You saw Tristan Wirfs get hurt. Apparently positive news coming out on that x-rays were negative he he showered he was in a walking boot after the game so it may not be as devastating as it appeared uh you know on on tv and and when they carted him off but if they don't have tristan Wirfs, the answer to your question is no absolutely not they do not have a chance in the playoffs if Wirfs can play and they start to try to figure out what's going on and and actually playing up to the level that they're capable in the NFC, they absolutely have a chance to, to beat any team in the conference and find their way into a Super Bowl. Stay up to date all year on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today in the Locked On Bucks podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. And finally, somehow Odell Beckham Jr. is causing trouble, and he's not even on a team OBJ was removed from a flight at Miami International Airport on Sunday after police said the free agent wide receiver was in and out of consciousness, and refused to leave the airplane when asked. Beckham's attorney 
disputed that account, saying his client had been sleeping and the incident was the result of an overzealous flight attendant. Per the Miami-Dade Police Department, though, the flight crew expressed concern that Beckham was seriously ill. Police said the airplane was evacuated and that Beckham ultimately got off the plane when asked by officers. The flight's destination was Los Angeles, but OBJ is slated to meet with multiple teams this week, including, reportedly, the Dallas Cowboys as front runners. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on tomorrow's show, will the grizzled vet Matt Ryan get a win on Monday night, or will it be the young buck Kenny Pickett? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.